0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the Doctor Psych Mom Show. Today we're going to talk about the words to look out for to avoid women who will stop liking sex. And um, I mean, some. I mean, you, possibly there are some men that use these words as well. If so, definitely they do not uh, are not going to like sex. So uh, before we get to that, let's just do our usual subscription. Um, Beg, (laughs) or I beg you to subscribe because subscription is wonderful. You get 150, almost 150 extra episodes. The most recent one was why your spouse keeps sending you memes and videos that you do not care about, and why and how to think about this differently for the sake of your relationship. Okay, so what are the words to look out for? I've already talked about in a different podcast the words to look out for so that you don't marry somebody anxious. Because the, these are the two, by the way, that guys don't like. They don't like no sex or low libido or, you know, hate sex, sex averse. And they don't like anxious and constricted people that don't want your child to go outside or to participate in activities because they might get ill or they might get sick or their feelings might get hurt or their bodies might get hurt or something might happen. So these are the two main things that upset men. In addition, of course, to anger and um, yelling. So, I mean... Men, you know, that that makes sense, right? Women don't like those things either. Women do not like men who yell. I have a lot of podcasts about that. They do not like men who are anxious, which manifests as rigidity more than active fear in men, And although it is fear-based. And um, women with normal libidos don't like low libido men. So we, before we say anything is wrong about these preferences in men, they are completely normal and women have them as well. All right, so a lot of times guys tell me, oh, yeah, sex used to be good in the honeymoon phase. And I'm like, oh, yeah, tell me about it. Well, turns out they had, you know, missionary style sex. Uh, the woman can have an orgasm only in like a couple of ways. One way, <laughs> usually. Um, sometimes that way doesn't even involve the man. It just involves a vibrator. And um, basically, they the sex life was pretty constricted, you know, and the guy didn't even realize it. But uh, often also there are other, you know, red flags besides that it was boring and constricted and not a lot of variety and not a lot of exploration. But the woman was grossed out a lot. She was grossed out by many things and not only in bed. Certainly, she was grossed out by stuff in bed. There's women that are grossed out by any fluid. They're grossed out by pre-cum. They're grossed out by saliva. They're grossed out by cum itself. They're grossed out by sweat. They're grossed out by anything. I mean, you know, or literally any smell. The guy has to basically, you know, (laughs) there was a scene. I was watching House with my uh, kids. remember House? And um, there was this uh, scene where the guy, they thought he had an immune disorder, so he couldn't be around any germs so they had to like scrub him off really good in a shower and then like put him in like the safe room that's <laughs> that's like how women with a who are very squeamish want the guy to come to bed at night <laughs> That's what I thought, like every single germ removed by a team of experts. But anywho, so, you know, the squeamishness is a super big red flag that when her honeymoon stage hormones and um, adrenaline and dopamine have receded and she's no longer drunk on new love and thereby more uninhibited, she will be disgusted. And how do women express disgust? And I'll tell you something else about these words, too. But how do women express disgust? They say things like yucky, gross, icky, ew, things like that. If she says stuff like that a lot, your sex life's going to go to shit, you know? And so this is something to understand. What else, though, um, do these words point to? They point to a childishness, right? So... Uh, a woman who perceives herself internally as kind of a little girl and grossed out by grown up yucky stuff, you know, this is not going to be your ideal sexual partner unless you have a fetish for this. And if you do have a fetish for it, she's going to find the fetish disgusting too. So it's not ever even going to become one of those fun fetishes. So... Women that are easily grossed out and say, ew, gross, yucky a lot about all sorts of things are the sexual equivalent of the woman who says, I'm just not comfortable with that. Another great hit in the sexual arena. But a woman that says, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable. I just said this in my podcast about women who won't give out their numbers on dating apps. I'm not comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with that. No, I'm not saying. So like there's a, so let's say a guy, you're married to a guy and he wants to bring in a third. And you're like, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, shit. I mean, you know, good. Like, right? Like you're allowed to have preferences, especially in the tails. I talk all the time about the normal distribution, right? Because I had to study statistics. But even before that, I learned about the normal distribution as a little girl, um, uh You know, I mean, this is how I guess you make a psychologist. (laughs) But my father taught me about the normal distribution when I was like four or five years old. So the point is that it's always in my mind. So if your thing that you're not comfortable with is out in the tail of the normal distribution, all right, fine. Good, right? You have a leg to stand on. If it's in the plus minus one standard deviation, well, then that's not as good anymore. You got to interrogate why you have like 7 million preferences and boundaries. It's like the people who can't decide where to go to dinner. It's like you're eating food. Who cares? where you can't find something unless there is a massive food allergy. I am a vegan. I can find something anywhere. I'm an ethical vegan, so I don't want to eat an animal. I can still go to any restaurant. (laughs) People are like, oh, you're a vegan. Where should we go? Look, we'll go anywhere. And you know what? If I had to get rice and, you know, uh, vegetables, big shit. You know, who cares? It's the experience. It's the experience of going out to eat. So the the point is, is when people have too many preferences and boundaries, it speaks to rigidity. It speaks to anxiety. But specifically, when this is coupled with this ew, gross, uh, like grossed out little girl thing, then it's gonna turn into like when you show your penis she's gonna react like a child being shown a bug you know or like a little girl a little girl in a party dress being shown a bug ew gross you know whatever you think of as like a grossed out little girl and you don't need that you know you don't need that in your life so if your wife already acts like that well then you should be in couples therapy right because these women make friends with other ones of these women So just like I talked about in my podcast, why do all your friends, your wife's friends have low-sex marriages, like goes to like. That's called social homophily. And so women, and it's not like they all uh, make friends with each other because one of them goes into a group at a mom's group and says, hey, who else is grossed out by dick? No, that's not what happens. What happens is that there's little back signals that all sorts of, you know, um, That indicate all sorts of personality types and so honestly the ones that say ew or gross or I'm not comfortable with that they go together they're like saying oh we're in the it's gross club but they're saying it without saying it and then they end up together and then they end up in a very kind of more anxious constricted easily grossed out group and that becomes the echo chamber and then they're all grossed out by penises you know and that's like you know that's that's representative of their general frame in life. So these are the women that send frantic group texts about all the things that they're anxious about, you know, in terms of the child going to school and not going to school and the friend drama and this and that and somebody's sick and when are we going to get the germs and all of this stuff. So like goes to like. So what I'm telling you is that if, if your wife is already like this, get into couples therapy because she doesn't even know there's a different way to think about it. Because sometimes we've been in couples therapy and women will literally say to me, they'll be like, yeah, but all women are grossed out by oral sex. And I'll be like, no, that's not true at all, you know? And why do you think that? And this and that and whatever. And we explore it. And then they, in a later session, will be like, Well, until recently, I thought that everybody was, you know, like me. So I didn't. Why should I change? She's asking me just not to be like a regular person. And until recently, I didn't realize there was another way to be. So your wife's friends, if she's an easily grossed out woman, are probably the same echo chamber of easily grossed out people. And that will, you know, make her that will amplify her pre-existing tendencies in this direction. So why do men ignore this? Well, two reasons. First of all, in the honeymoon stage, it's not as pronounced. And second of all, they have no fucking idea because most men get married when they're young and they have relatively little experience. On average, men have, like, I think six partners and women have four on average. Six partners, you gotta, like... Two of those are complete drunken one-night stand that you can even, can't even can even barely remember. One of them you started uh, hooking up with when you were like literally 16 years old, you know, or something like that. And then maybe your college girlfriends or something or some girl on vacation. Nobody was giving you profound feedback on anything you feel. Most men feel that they wish they had more experience, you know, and a lot of women feel that way as well. And so they don't know. So from their perspective, if it's a pretty girl and she's just kind of grossed out by stuff, well, you can't get everything in life. You know, and they don't know and they don't think about the honeymoon stage. You should see on my page, there's guys in their 20s that just still think this is a fiction. There's guys in their 40s and 50s who still seem to think that biology and the novelty effect are, are fictional, you know, and that this is just something that women are inventing. You know, it's, it's crazy. And so the point being that nobody can predict the future. And so that's what I'm trying to help you with here. So definitely not that you could predict the future, but at least you could see certain variables that concord with later dissatisfaction in certain arenas. Now, a man who thinks anything about your body is gross, run away. There, there are very few of them. So you never have to be with a man who thinks anything about your body is disgusting, a man who doesn't like to go down on you. I talk about this all the time. So there's probably like, I don't know, uh, 30, 40% of women don't like to go down on men like at all, you know, even in the honeymoon stage, let's say. And uh, basically like 5% of men will never go down on a woman in the honeymoon stage or 10% or something. So then don't end up with one of them, right? (laughs) Statistically, you could find another one. I mean, I anybody who's my clients, anybody who listens to me, anybody who's my friends who I care about, I would advise neither gender. Right? Should should end up with somebody who will not give oral sex in the honeymoon stage that is a tremendous risk factor for later not wanting sex at all. You know, and also if you like it, why shouldn't you be with somebody who does it? It's a fairly normal ask. Again, it's it's within it's right in the hump of the normal distribution. You're not asking for uh, a dungeon like you're asking for. Something relatively normal, particularly in early stages. And of course, I have a podcast, lots of podcasts on oral sex, most recently why blowjobs fall off in later marriage. But either way, a man that doesn't like to go down on a woman or who is grossed out by any aspect, you know, of bodies or, or anything. So testosterone is protective against that. Ask any woman who's ever tried testosterone you know, which is prescribed for many things, you know, including depression for uh, bifunctional medicine doctors. And if you try testosterone as a woman, believe me, you'll see why men don't give a shit about anything. They have no fear and they have a high sex drive. They don't give a shit. They're like honey badger compared to women. So if a man with that testosterone is still grossed out by something about a body despite the testosterone makes you feel like immortal and like everything is sexy and like, you know, they could sleep with anybody, then uh, there's a real problem. You know, something, some real anti-sex philosophies or anti-woman philosophies or real shame about bodies or phobia or OCD, something that you don't need to get involved with. So anyway, take that for what it's worth. So what did you learn? It's icky, it's gross, it's yucky. And, and what if you're a woman listening, so I have a lot of female listeners, about half, and um, you're like, oh my God, I say that stuff. Well, here's a challenge. Why don't you try to stop saying it, right? It's judgmental and it's immature. So, you know, I mean, that's that's the truth, right? Obviously. So everybody would know that, like, that's factual. It is literally judgmental and immature. It's an immature way to say it, and it's judgmental. So what if you tried not to? Plus, it trains your kids to be easily disgusted and to be easily... You know, like it's uh, the saying, don't yuck my yum. So kids who grow up here yucky and icky and gross, they'll be the ones who go to dinner with somebody else's family and they're served, the appetizers are passed around and they're like, ew, no, gross, gross. Man, doesn't that make your stomach twist to think of your kid being so rude, right? I mean, no, you don't want that to be your kid. You want your kid to try things. You want your kid to look at the world as as an adventure and a place where they could potentially learn something new that they like, or at least would not feel a visceral disgust reaction, which they have been primed to express by hearing similar expressions in their family of origin. So, you know, so stop saying yucky is is the takeaway. If you are the one who says yucky, and if you're the guy who married the woman who says yucky, then understand that she was always saying yucky. You were too inexperienced to understand what this portended. And if you got into couples counseling, maybe she could learn that everything isn't so yucky and yucky goes into close mindedness and it goes into uh, sensory issues, quote unquote, which, believe me, many people have sensory issues. But I have less uh, empathy when the sensory issues are only about touching the guy. So they cuddle with the dog, they cuddle with the kids, they go to fucking spin aerobics, you know, spin class, they, they do everything involving their body. And then of course sensory issues mean they can't touch them. Now, if you're sitting there in like a room by yourself, shaking of fear that anybody touches you, that sucks, you know, and then you got some severe. Sensory issues that you still could work on because human beings can learn and grow and practice and uh, all sorts of things. But, you know, the sensory issues that I tend to hear about in couples counseling tend to be more like I just don't want to have sex. You know, I I just can't kiss. I kiss the kids. I I hug the kids. I do all these kind of things. Everybody else looks at me as totally normal. But then sensory issues stop me from having sex. Now, that's not the whole story. So, I mean, no way. I even have a podcast on that. Chronic, if, if chronic pain or depression affects your wife in only one area called having sex with you. So you could go back and listen to that one. But all right. I hope you guys found this to be interesting. And um, I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.